I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You and Me Both is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Hillary Clinton, and this is You and Me Both, where I get to talk to people whose perspective I really want to hear from right now. Today, that person is Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan. Gretchen Whitmer is someone whose career I have followed with great interest and admiration. She's a lifelong Michigander. She served in the Michigan State House, was the state Senate minority leader for almost a decade. She is the second woman to serve as governor of Michigan and one of just nine women governors in the U.S. Just last night, on the heels of another record-breaking week for coronavirus cases in Michigan, Governor Whitmer announced new restrictions to contain the virus, including stopping in-person classes at high schools and colleges. As she rightly pointed out, the situation has never been more dire. We are at the precipice and we need to take some action. This is not the first time she's made headlines for her leadership in taking strong, effective measures during this pandemic. People all over the world followed the story of the white supremacists and militia groups that plotted to kidnap and kill her just last month. 
I think it's safe to say that Michigan and Governor Whitmer are at the epicenter of some of the biggest issues affecting our country right now. I'm so glad she could join us in the midst of all of her other responsibilities for this very timely conversation. Hello, Gretchen. Hi there. How are you, Madam Secretary? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All the better for seeing you and for you making time to talk with me today. Are you kidding me? You're one of my heroes. I'm so (laughs) glad to be with you. Well, I, I really was so looking forward to talking with you, but you should also know that on my podcast, we ask listeners to recommend people that they would like to hear me talk with. And your name was by far at the top of the list. So it's not only a a great personal pleasure and really honor to talk to you, but it's something that our listeners have been holding out for. And I am really looking to give you a chance to talk about some of what you've gone through and have done. Because You know, speaking as someone who has been in the political firestorm and been in leadership positions and studied others who have been leaders, I'm incredibly impressed at your thoughtfulness, your courage, your commitment to leading and serving the people of Michigan. You really are a servant leader, Governor, and that is about the highest compliment I can come up with. As we're talking, it's Monday, November 16th. Last night, you held a live briefing and announced that Michigan was again having to put in place new restrictions because of the massive surge in COVID cases. What are you seeing in the data and the science that led you to feel compelled to take this step? Well, one of the things that I think as a nation we're really struggling with is the vacuum of leadership in Washington, D.C. And so it's really fallen to the governors to come up with strategies as individual states. And in the early days, that meant we were competing with one another to get N95 masks for our nurses and our doctors. We were overwhelmed. We were getting inconsistent and inaccurate information from the White House, where we had to correct it. We had to take pains to come up with our own strategies. And in the midst of all that, I will say I'm grateful that I've got relationships with my fellow governors, because there aren't many people who understand all the different pressures that we are confronting as we make these, these hard decisions. You know, we were hit really hard early on in Michigan. Right. Detroit was heating up like uh, New Orleans, New York City, uh, Chicago. And being so early on, it was before we knew that there was going to be no national stockpile to help save the day or a national strategy. And so we were on our own. We took aggressive action. I listened to epidemiologists and public health experts from Michigan, but also nationally recognized experts. And we really crushed our curve. We saved thousands of lives. We mitigated the economic pain that people were you know, confronting and that was being imposed on our businesses. But now here we are in the fall. There still isn't a national strategy, by the way. Right. Nine months later, and our COVID cases are climbing exponentially. Part of that is things like other states not taking this seriously, like South Dakota, where they had their big Sturgis motorcycle rally that has just brought COVID into all sorts of Midwest states. Part of it is rallies in swing states like Michigan, where the Trump 
campaign continued to come and and not wear masks and pack people in. Part of it is the fall. You grew up in the Midwest. I you did. Know. Our temperatures are plummeting and we're all going inside. All of these things converging means we've got COVID spreading like wildfire all across the Midwest. And that's why we have to take action. It's especially important because we're in the midst of hopefully a transition that ultimately will become a real transition. But there still isn't that leadership in Washington, D.C. yet. Your initial stay-at-home order back in March led to a political standoff with Republican legislators and your state Supreme Court. And on top of that, there were white supremacists and militia groups that marched on your Capitol, threatened you and others at that time, and were cheered on by the president. I can't imagine what it felt like that first time you saw these white supremacists and militia members converging on your capital. How did how did you respond to that, Governor? Yeah, so I was over in the Romney building. So that's named for Mitt Romney's father. Right. Who was governor of Michigan. Yes. <laughs> exactly. A Republican of, uh, you know, distinction and a kind which doesn't seem to exist much anymore. <laughs> it's true. I, I, I always tell people I'm from a mixed household. My dad was a Republican, but he was a Romney Milliken yes. Republican, which means <laughs> he's a Democrat now. But anyway, um, I was there in the office building and I remember looking out and it was surprising because there were Confederate flags, which that's not the usual thing at the Capitol in Michigan. We're a union state, right? I mean, we're proud of the role that we played in the Civil War. We had Nazi symbolism. There were dolls with dark hair hanging from nooses that were depicting me. Hanging you in effigy, right? Exactly. That's happened to me, by the way. So I can I can relate, sadly, to what you went through. I know you can. I mean, and it culminated, right, in just a few weeks ago, people chanting, lock her up about me. So I know, mm-hmm. I know you know this better than anybody. But it was really stunning to see we were in the midst of the early days of this global pandemic. It was ravaging our state. People were dying. Our hospitals were filled. We were running out of PPE. And these groups were coming together. And it was like a Trump rally. It really was. There's literally a Trump parade float that was there. And it was just really surprising because this virus is doesn't care what your politics are. He doesn't exactly. care who you voted for or where you live. It is a threat to all of us. And so when we saw that and then people showing up with their automatic rifles in the Capitol, and they've been many times out on our front lawn at the residence where I've, my teenagers have had to explain why I'm getting death threats and, and what's happening. But every single time the president has mentioned me, has tweeted about me, we see more vitriol, more death threats. It's contributing to this really dangerous moment that culminated in a kidnapping and murder plot. Right. And just even last night when I made the statement about we have to tighten some things up to keep people safe, Scott Atlas tweeted that Michiganders should rise up. I mean, it's still continuing yeah. even after this election. Well, Scott Atlas, for our listeners who don't know, is the uh, neurologist from California who is one of the very few doctors, let alone he's not an epidemiologist or an infectious disease specialist who promotes this idea of herd immunity. Let 
you know, literally millions die. And Trump has, uh, you know, listened to him and moved him literally into the White House, where he has issued absolutely false medical assessments. And as you point out, last night after you made your announcement, urged people in Michigan to rise up, protest, protect freedom, all of these slogans that we've come to hear. Ironically, last night at my house, there was a big crowd of uh, <laughs> Trump supporters yelling and screaming, using bullhorns to you know insult me in all kinds of uh, sexist, misogynistic uh, ways, because there's no getting away from the fact that of all the governors that took very quick and restrictive action, you were the one that Trump went after. You were the one that he called that lady and tried to diminish and demean. And as you just said, there were people who, let's be very blunt here, have been influenced by Trump and his form of destructive and dangerous leadership who actually hatched a plot to kidnap and kill you. Now, many of us followed the story of this plot in the news, but how did you learn about it? What was the experience you had when you were told about this plot? And uh, what happened from your perspective? I think I infuriated Donald Trump early on when I acknowledged that there was no national strategy mm -hmm. to combat COVID-19. Mm -hmm. I think I said that back in March. Right. Speaking truth to power, may I add. <laughs> well, and here we are nine months later. And they've even given up on having a strategy. They don't even try anymore. Right. I mean, they don't even like to talk about COVID-19, much less work together to keep people safe. And so from that day forward, the online vitriol, the threats had started in earnest. But as this plot got more pronounced, as it had become, they'd taken steps to actually see it out. The state police briefed me on what was happening maybe a few weeks before the world found out about it. And I had the opportunity to sit down with my family and talk a little bit about it. I had to have some pretty hard conversations with my teenage daughters because I didn't want them to come across it or to see it on social media and to be worried. I wanted them to know, we know this is happening. We're safe. We're okay. But I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I've processed it yet. I, right. I, I haven't read all of the affidavits. When people say, I can't believe they did this or that, I generally am not sure what they're talking about because I cannot be steeped in it. I, mm -hmm. I have to conserve all of my energy to focus on the work at hand, which is about saving lives in the middle of this pandemic. And that's really what my mindset has been throughout this experience. We'll be right back. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always gonna have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. 
Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should... Start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily, as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, sometimes you just have to shut out the outside world. When you have a real crisis that you're facing, as you have now for nine months, 
you can't get distracted. Those of us who have followed you, admire you, I think did enough worrying for <laughs> all you and your uh, your colleagues while you could keep compartmentalizing and getting on with your job. But, you know, it raises such terrible, serious questions about where we are as a country. And if we look at our national picture right now, everybody who is willing to be honest and forthright knows Joe Biden won this election. He is the president-elect. Trump is refusing to concede. And no surprise here, he has continued to show a total lack of leadership while COVID numbers are rising uh, so dramatically. And I think about some of the great leaders you've had in Michigan. John Dingell was a particular favorite of mine. Of course, I'm a close friend of his wonderful wife, now Congresswoman Debbie Dingell. And he said something that I have gone back to over and over. He said, in democratic government, elected officials do not have power. They hold power in trust for the people who elected them. That's exactly what you're doing as such a contrast with Donald Trump. What does power mean to you, especially at this moment? Well, that's a a wonderful question. I'm not sure I have a, a wonderful answer. I'll just say that in the midst of all of this, I think crisis reveals people's character and what they're really all about. As I look across the country, there are some phenomenal governors on both sides of the aisle stepping up, Mm -hmm. taking the mantle to keep the people of their state safe. None of us has the perfect response because it's a novel virus and we have to be nimble. We have to learn as we go. We've got to be quick. We have to act quickly. But I think about governors who have kowtowed to the Trump administration and the incredible cost that the people of those states have paid because of it. The economic costs, certainly, but the cost in terms of lives lost, in terms of lives forever impacted. And I never knew, I never contemplated all the challenges that we would have in 2020. But I I thank my lucky stars that I've got a phenomenal team around me that I was raised to be humble enough to know where my expertise ends (laughs) and to seek out the smartest people I can find in the midst of this crisis, to have relationships with my fellow governors that we can talk through and troubleshoot and help one another navigate these times. So I think holding a position that's this powerful, especially when there's got to be so much executive action that takes place, is humbling. And it is an incredible amount of responsibility. But I know that the actions we've taken have saved lives. And no matter what happens politically down the road, I will be able to be at peace with the work that we've done in this crisis. And I have colleagues who I don't know how they will be able to sleep at night a few years down the road, and I wouldn't trade places with them for anything. I agree with you. I think about people who not only at the highest levels of our national government, like the president and the vice president and those who enable them, but people in your state legislature, you know, people you served with, Gretchen, you know, people who you knew because you were in the House in Michigan, you were in the state Senate. I think about the people I served with who are still there in the U.S. Senate on the Republican side who are so intimidated, so cowardly, so unwilling to 
say what I know they know better than and to go along with Trump. What's that like for you, dealing with people that you knew personally, you served with, who just shut down because they're so afraid of whatever this Trump phenomenon is on the right and in the Republican Party right now? Well, it's it's so disappointing. I mean, it's more profound than that, but I'm struggling to find the right word. It is stunning to me that anyone would put themselves up for these important leadership positions and then sacrifice their best judgment to coddle someone else's ego or to preserve their own personal interests in a future election. I just, I'm not built that way. And I, I don't think it's even a good political calculation. I mean, when you think about it, Biden-Harris won Michigan. You know that your approval rating is very high, commendably so, because your citizens are seeing what you're trying to do and approving of it. I just don't even get where the political advantage they think they are accruing comes from. Trump will be gone. I know he's not going to leave the scene. He has to keep feeding his ego and his uh, malignant narcissism will require that. But all these others who have missed this leadership moment, who have sacrificed, frankly, their reputations, their dignity, I don't see how it advantages them. Yeah, I I think, too, you know, one of the interesting things in this has been so many leaders who are are frustrated because there are no easy solutions here. There is a political cost to every decision that is made because we are so polarized right now. There's such deep divisions. It really struck me as I watched the circus. They did an episode and they focused on me and they focused on Brian Kemp in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And he is getting protested. But he's getting protested because he's made decisions that have contributed to more loss of life. And so while I think of the protests here and certainly the threats on my life, though, that's that's a whole new level. And there's a, a lot to unpack there. As you mentioned, the gender issues are, are rife. Mm-hmm. But he is dealing with protests down there. And I think if you're going to make a decision, you know a lot of people are going to disagree with you. Don't you want to make the one that is is the right the decision? right call? <laughs> that will save lives for heaven's right. sakes. I mean, really. I mean, why is that so complicated? I don't know. I, I don't know. And and especially, you know, I think it especially galls me because oftentimes it'll be that side that'll lecture everyone else about, you know, life, right? Yep. And and I think that's particularly troublesome that they're making political decisions and it's costing American lives. We're taking a quick break. Stay with us. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. 
It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Well, I know you have you have a lot of uh, important issues on your plate. I just want to wrap with two questions that I've been thinking a lot about. You know, in his uh, victory speech, President-elect Biden called for a nation united, a nation strengthened, a nation healed. Now, that is music to my ears, and I imagine to yours. And a lot of Americans are eager to begin that healing, but may not think it's possible. How do you think about that dilemma? What would national healing or even Michigan healing look like to you once we get through these months? We got more good news today about another vaccine. I'm hopeful that by April, May, we're going to see widespread vaccination available. How do you think this healing that we all know we need could go forward? Well, we are in for a a couple of hard months here, right? This winter is going to be very difficult, especially in the midst of a transition of leadership in Washington, D.C. But I really do believe that it's important that we seek to understand. When I ran for governor, I got into all 83 counties of Michigan, and Michigan's a big state. Yes, it is. But I got into all 83 counties because I wanted to connect with people that really understand and I think that's important. And, and now more than ever, and right now it's harder than ever because of COVID and because it's not safe to connect in the usual way. But I do think that that's a big part of it. I think it was Bobby Kennedy said after Martin Luther King was killed that we must seek to understand. And I think that's a really important lesson. We have to see the humanity in one another. And that's why I loved the Joe Biden speech from the Saturday after he was declared the victor. Mm -hmm. Me too. I think it's really important to see the humanity in one another, to seek to understand, and to actually, I think, find some common ground instead of scorched earth of the last four years. Amen to that. And finally, how are you and your family planning to spend Thanksgiving this year? Can you share with us what you've got planned? Well, we're going to Zoom with my family. So mm-hmm. my, my sister lives not far from you. She's in Katona. Oh, that's right up the road. I know. Well, that's why I said. If those people show up again and you want some backup, I'll send my sister. She's, she's even tougher than I am. But, you know, we're going to do a Zoom with my sister and her family. They're staying in Katona. Usually we'd all be together, but it's just not safe. And I'm discouraging people from getting together. So we'll do Zoom. And my husband and the girls and I are going to each make a type of Christmas cookie and have a contest to see who wins. Excellent. We got to make it interesting. And we'll watch the Lions and hopefully Detroit Lions will win. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that sounds like a perfect Thanksgiving. And we usually have a huge crowd. Of course, we're not having it uh, this year. So we're trying to divvy up. But I like the cookie contest. I mean, that's a really good idea. I may may steal that from you. (laughs) Well, Gretchen Whitmer, thank you so much for not just talking today, that's a minor piece of thank you and gratitude, but for your leadership, for your example of the kind of leadership that our country desperately needs right now. And I wish you and your family the happiest of Thanksgivings and maybe a little bit of a breather from the heavy responsibilities that you are exercising. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It's been an honor to be here with you. You and Me Both is brought to you by iHeartRadio. We're produced by Julie Subrin and Kathleen Russo with help from Huma Abedin, Nikki Etour, Oscar Flores, Brianna Johnson, Nick Merrill, Lauren Peterson, Rob Russo, and Lona Valmoro. Our engineer is Zach McNeese. Original music is by Forrest Gray. If you like the show, 
tell someone else about it. You can subscribe to You and Me Both on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I wasn't the only one who was eager to hear from Governor Gretchen Whitmer. A lot of our podcast listeners wrote in to suggest having her on the show. And as I told her, that really caught my attention. If you have ideas for guests, send us an email at youandmebothpod at gmail.com. Come back next week when I talk to three people who have dedicated their lives to something I love, food. (laughs) We'll hear from Samin Nosrat, Jose Andreas, and the owner of one of my favorite pizzerias in Troy, New York, Rocco DeFazio. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.